The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hey ho, what's up everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a great show for you guys today. I'm super excited. Um, we've got Steve Basic coming on the show. Uh, he's one of the first celebrities I ever met uh, at, a, at a convention when I was a clothing designer. And then we have Stefano, Stefano Langoni from American Idol. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, before we get started, though, let's say hi to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. I'm tired. Don't bother me. <clears throat> Listen, <clears throat> excuse me. My voice is gone. I'm exhausted. Put that camp data boy. <clears throat> I cannot do this any longer. These drives into Los Angeles from Palm Springs, they devastate me for days. <clears throat> you know, Monday, we were, Sunday, we went in for Jan, Jane's, Jen's party, <coughs> excuse me, birthday party. Last night, dinner with friends. For Eileen's birthday party. For Eileen's birthday party, driving home, getting home at three o'clock in the morning. You know, when I was a, a young man at, I'd say, 19 or 20, I worked as a hairdresser three days a week in a wonderful salon in Manhattan. And Saturday, I would work all day long in the salon. Then I would go out with my friends to get something to eat. And then we'd go to a gay bar or a straight bar or whatever bar. And we'd party all until like four in the morning because in New York, they're after hours. Then go home, take a shower and get back to work at eight o'clock to do your first setting, your first headset setting of hair. Now, I think I would drop dead if I had to do that. I don't know. When your youth is really wasted on the young because we old bags, we could use some of that youth. Don't you agree with that? So it really stinks when you get to be my age, which is 50 again, and you just can't do it. I'm exhausted right now. I could Me fall too. asleep on the set while I'm doing the show. We're I, happy, though. So. No, I could really go to I'm not lying. So I hope our guests talk a lot. They will. Because I'm not really very um, anyway, en let's energetic. Talk, let's talk to the chat room. There's lots of people in the chat room. Who's in the chat room? So what's up, chat room? First of all, uh, thank you, B. These are new glasses. So she likes my glasses. They like your hair. They like our outfits. Oh, my hair. Uh, I, let's talk about my hair. I start to shoot next week, Cl uh, Clowny, the movie Clowny. And I play a grandfather. And my producer said to me, Ron, could you please look like a grandfather? Because I guess he didn't want me with my wild hair and my crazy clothes. So I have to look like a conservative, waspy sort of a grandfather. And I pull, I comb my hair back, but it doesn't stay down. It gets like a bouffant. <laughs> so look at it. I had this slick down to my head. Now I look like, you know, Elizabeth Taylor was teased up. 
So you guys, my eye is doing much better, as you can see, and Ron's yeah, finger I'm gonna is give doing him another, better. I'm going to give him another one on the other side because yeah. I really miss his black eye. And uh, we want to say hi. So Teresa Sabin says you look very handsome. Teresa Sabin's in the chat room. B. Claudia from Germany's in the chat room. Um, Lady Lake Music from Florida. Angela Joseph, Angie Baby. Baby, Angie. What are you coming in the chat room? Wait, wait. When are you coming to town? Cut the shit, Angie. You abandoned us. I don't understand you. What kind of friend are you? You never come to visit. Thomas Claxton just joined us in hey, the chat Tommy. room. Ste Stefan Bell is in the chat hey, room. Hey, Steffi. Um, oh, uh, uh, she says you're a hip grandfather. And, uh, yeah, but I, I'm not supposed to play a hip grandfather. I'm supposed to play like, you know, my grandson has a doll, and the doll is magic, and the doll takes us over a bridge to a world where animals talk it's a wonderful kid movie it's coming out at christmas time and no, I, next year next year and i love playing it because it's it's a sweet movie you know it's not a uh, it's a wonderful i love the script so what's up to it's a wonderful script backpack john is there and just so you know angela so ron and i were moving a couch last week and the couch i pushed it up against the wall to try to get it all the way against the wall and it snapped back from the wall and hit me in the eye and then when it did that i pushed it against the wall and when i pushed it against the wall it smashed ron's finger he was like bleeding for hours that's what we tell people the true story <laughs> is we were having wild sex and jimmy kept saying beat me beat me so i beat him that's a better story than the couch nobody cares about the couch but if we tell people that i beat him while we were having you know snm sex is that what it is? S and M sex? I, Was that, <laughs> uh, my mother used to collect S and W stamps. Oh yeah, that's green stamps. Green stamps. S and H. S and H green stamps. It right. was called. My but, mom did that. What too. is it? What is it when you do the leather thing? That's S and M, right? S and M. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's up, Thomas Claxton has been touring around everybody. I see all his posts. Yeah, Tommy, what's going on? When are you ever getting to LA? He was in New York and he and he played with Scott a whole bunch of times. I know that. I look. He's on my Facebook. No, he was page. in LA, but we couldn't go because we were doing shit. What what kind of shit were we doing? I don't remember when it went over. Sorry, we Thomas. I told him next time we'll come. Are you still seeing that girl, the one that we like? She was nice. Write know. it in there. You still seeing her? I don't know if she is or not. Well, ask him. I want him to answer it. Answer it, Tommy, or I'm going to cut you out of the chat room. <laughs> yeah, right. Are you still seeing that nice girl, the one that we met? He hasn't answered yet. Come anyway, on, you come guys. Come on, you little dick. <laughs> Are you still going out with that, Thomas? Nope. <laughs> no, she was she was nice. I mean, I, I mean, Teresa Saban says it's a secret. He's putting laughing things. No, he's not. Oh, no, well. this girl that I met with Thomas was a. I remember that was before COVID. Well, would a COVID made her stop liking him? No, but maybe COVID made him stop liking her. Who knows? Oh bullshit! She <laughs> she was really, and I got to you know what? We have so many Thanks, We have so many single friends like Joe Kelly. He brought a very nice girl to our house. We had a lovely dinner at our house. We got to like her and he broke up with her. So now I'm not going to be nice to these people because I get to like all these women and then the guys dump them. And then I have to start off all over again with the new broads they bring around. And it's exhausting. That's hilarious. <clears throat> so I'm not going to do that anymore. They're all heartbreakers, these men, you know. Angela says she's going to bring the family out to Palm Springs soon. Yeah, bullshit on, makes the flowers grow. We hope you're doing well, she Angela. That, we miss she you. We says think that great. all the time. She threatens me Thanks, all the B. time. So it's all good, you guys. We're, we've really been having a lot of fun. Um, I want to thank everybody for leaving all the great... Uh, Meanwhile, Angie, baby, the oh, actually, Wait. Thomas says he is way more to it than that, Ron, and he's gonna like he'll eventually he'll fill you in. Okay, when we see you for dinner, we'll talk. Listen, Angie, baby, I love that picture of the kids. They are getting so handsome. The boys <clears throat> are growing into men. And Astro's on the couch sleeping, and they really look good. 
your, your family's getting really handsome. So I said to myself, Thanks, I wonder who they took after. They must have taken after their fathers because their mother's a brutal looking bitch. <laughs> I mean, she's so ugly that she makes people turn sour when they look at her. Right. No, I love Angie. Are you kidding? Angie's my buddy. She's one of the prettiest ladies and she's got some rack. Yeah, Angie's very, very endowed. She's got big boobs. But Angie's a sweetie pie. So real quick, you guys, we want to tell everybody so you can listen to the show. We want to thank everybody for tuning in every week. Um, We have iHeartRadio. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, which I want everybody to listen on Apple Podcasts because we're trying to get up in the rankings there. Um, Leave a leave a Leave a comment, a review. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, please. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Prime, and SoundCloud. We're on a bunch more, but those are the biggest ones. Anyway, last night we went into town. We had dinner with Sue Wong, Soho Johnny, uh, Jimmy, myself, and uh, Jackie DeShannon. And her husband, uh, Randy Edelman. Edelman. And Eileen. And Eileen, of course, because it was her birthday. Did you say Scott Page? Oh, and Scott Page was there. From Pink Floyd. So all the people that we really care about. But we had never met Randy or his wife. His wife is the singer, Jackie DeShannon. You know who she is. Betty Davis Eyes and all those other songs. Put a little love in your heart. Yeah. And... Anyway, she turned out to be probably one of the most lovely, beautiful, down-to-earth, friendly, sweet girls you ever met in your life. She's wonderful. Randy is a character. He's like me. We're fun. Uh, we, we just really had a blast. At, at our, our table was rocking all night long. The jokes that were going back and forth and you know, teasing Eileen, of course, about her flat chest. And uh, we, we just had a, a great evening. Sue Wong looked stunning. She was all dolled up. You know, she never wears jewelry like diamonds or rubies or, you know, she calls that hawk shop, hawk shop jewelry. She wears always bizarre jewelry. Years ago, we called that bohemian. She would have been a bohemian in Greenwich Village or a uh, not a hippie. Before hippie would be a beatnik. She was a beatnik. So it was very cool. But anyway, wait, she looked absolutely stunning. She had shoes on that were like five feet high to make her at least five feet herself. So, you know, she's very short. And those shoes, my God, I, Frankenstein had them in the movie. So, so Jackie DeShannon, you guys too. She's she's uh she's credited as being one of the first female singer songwriters of the rock and roll period. Um, her best known song, songs are "What the World Need Now Is Love," "Put a Little Love in Your Heart," "When You Walk in the Room," and "Betty Davis Eyes." Mm-hmm. And uh, she was so much fun. We really had a great and I time. talked to Betty about that because uh, I was friends with Betty when that uh, song came out, Betty Davis Eyes. And in the car driving to the restaurant, I said to Eileen and Jimmy, I said, yes, Betty Davis mentioned that she was so flattered to be in that song. And Jimmy sa- and Eileen said, no, she couldn't have. Betty Davis was dead already. And Jimmy's telling, oh, yes, she was dead. She was dead. I said, she was not dead. Betty Davis spoke to me. I said, how'd, how'd you like the song, Betty, about your beautiful eyes? And she said, oh, Ron, I think it's wonderful. I'm so flattered. Well, they looked it up and they found out he was right. Listen, because I said Betty wrote her a letter saying how flattered she was about Betty Davis eyes. Oh, you know, you're full of crap. You're making that up. You know, I hate when people think I make things up. I make nothing up. I don't have to. You would have loved it. I don't have to make anything up. My life has been so full of celebrity and fun that I don't have to make it up. In fact, what I do is I play it down. Otherwise, people think I'm a dreamer and I'm full of crap. 
So Betty Davis, in fact, did send. And Ron talked to her about it. Yes. And I so then they read it that it and the article said and Betty Davis was so happy about it that she sent uh, Jackie a note saying how pleased she was. So you see, I told Eileen and Jimmy, before you make statements, research, because a lot of people say things and they want to be big shots, like they know it alls, and then they fall on their faces because, you know, they screwed up. And we had such a good time. I had a good time. I'm exhausted, folks. I mean, you know, me, I never stopped talking, and we were teasing and kidding around. We were, You know, it's Eileen's birthday, so I was teasing Eileen. Eileen... You know, she was spiteful. She's a mean girl, Eileen, because she came with a blouse that was all the way up to her neck. And I said, why did you do that? Why didn't you come showing the sisters? You know how I enjoy looking at your boobs and everybody does. Why are you so like with the blouse up to the neck? That's an insult to me. I said a smack in my face. So she was hysterical laughing. I said, unbutton it. She said, I can't. The buttonholes are sewed up. I said, are you serious? I said, what do you have a blouse on that in case somebody wants to feel you up? They can't. I don't know. Eileen's changing. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to bring we in our good, first guest. And then I sat next to Susie. And I, you know, while we were at dinner, I made believe. I turned to Susie in front of everybody. I said, Sue, stop groping me. Get your hands off it. So that's how the evening went. Crazy Ronnie and crazy people laughing. If you guys were there, you would have enjoyed it. We should have filmed it. Also, we want to welcome Carnell Alexander joined us in the chat room. What's up, Carnell? Hope Who's you are that? well. I don't know that one. Yes, you do. I do know that. Yes. Carnell? Uh-huh. Carnell Alexander from Twin Radio. Yes, you do. Tell me. Remind me who it is. Well, is it a boy or girl? We don't have time. It's a boy. Carnell. 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 Like, no. It's Carnell. Anyway, we have a guest. You're not pronouncing it I right. I am, too. I know the guy for 20, 10 years. I know his name. It's pronounced Cornell. No, it's not. It's Carnell. The actor, Cornell. What's his name? Was a famous actor. Cornell. They say you look 30 years younger when you smile, but we got to bring in our guest, so we don't have time to worry about it. You hey, know, Carnell. You know, welcome. Jimmy, I got two words for you, and it ain't hello. How are you? <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go, everybody. We're going to bring in our first guest. Hopefully, we're going to hear everything will be well. Hey, ho. Oh, look at he's wearing oh. a Jimmy Star shirt. Yo. <laughs> I wore one last night at uh, I, I, leave it. I love it. How are can you? you? It? Yeah, we can hear you. Good, can you brother. Hear Good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Perfectly. Uh, I had to cut out the. Uh, can I do this? Yes. I had to cut that out. <laughs> I was at a family restaurant. I was at a restaurant. And uh, yeah, I decided that unfortunately had to take that off. I used to have birds, yeah. you guys, on them. Well, you know, yeah. I wore one of his Don't shirts mind. last night. <clears throat> and the shirt yeah. that I wore last night had silver antique buttons on it. The shirt was $178 when he had it in the warehouse. Now, I meet Jimmy, and he says to me, you know, I'm a designer. And he said, why don't you go in the warehouse and take something you like? Well, I went up there. I could have brought a Mack truck with me because I walked down. I got oh, yeah. shoes. I took shoes, dungarees, jeans, shirts. And I wore one last night, and Suwong said it was it's a beautiful, way ahead of its time shirt. Yeah, because I made it like 25 years ago. 25 years ago, and it's what they're doing now, and they're out. showing now. No, I don't have anything left anymore. Everything is done, and eventually I'll probably do it again. But hold on. Let's make a good introduction for you. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome right, to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented actor, director, writer, Steve Basic. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. Hello, and thanks for that intro. Hey, Ron, um, we haven't met before. No, we haven't. Are you single? Uh, no, I am not. Oh, shit. I'm looking <laughs> for husbands for my daughters. 
So wait, I want to tell a story. First of all, we have a chat no, room. No, you're cute. You're we cute. Have a... My daughter Deirdre would go for you. You're cute. Oh yeah, he's really good would, looking. Would your wife yeah. object if my daughter Deirdre went for you? <laughs> no, no, not married. Girlfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend. Oh, girl, oh, girlfriend. So, oh, yeah. so, so yeah, Deirdre can object. date. So Deirdre will date you and take you away from her. She could be a home wrecker. <laughs> we're, we're desperate to get them married. We don't care. We'll ruin relationships. We'll do anything to get yeah. them. Hold on, hold on. We have a chat room full of people. Say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, chat room. What's up? So I want to tell everybody a story. Do I, so do you I have to type to say hi? No, you don't have to type. I don't it. Have no, to type right? can, no, no, you don't have to type. You don't have to do anything. Everybody yeah. can hear and see Just you. talk because I'm tired. I'm, I'm not giving you yeah, a good yeah, show yeah. today. So listen up, you guys. So I met Steve. I think it was one of my very first conventions in Florida. It was called Megacon. He looked exactly the same. And I'm talking, this is like 2006, I think. So it's like, you know, 20, 15, 16 wow, years yeah. ago. 16 I, I years bet ago. he wishes he could say the same about you. I know. I look old. He doesn't look yeah, any different at good. all. He looks exactly yeah. the same yeah. as he did then, you guys. And everybody was lined up to get his autograph and to meet him because he was like he was like the star of all these fabulous like sci-fi things, Stargate and Andromeda and Stargate Continuum. And he was like the sci-fi guy. Now he's the everything guy because he does everything. Um, but back then, everybody he yeah. was really known for all the sci-fi stuff. And uh, he was super cool. If you go on YouTube and watch my, which Ron hates those videos, but if you watch my Jimmy Stars to shit video, he's oh, like one of the ones God. in it. <laughs> we're going there now. We're going to go. I mean, I've seen bad acting in my day, but I have never seen such bad Ooh. acting as from Jimmy Star. No, Jimmy Stars to shit videos, no. not my acting. Oh, 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 oh I hate that, that video. He hates I hate, those, hates, oh, he I hates hate those. that. If anybody yeah, ever yeah, said Jimmy Stars to shit. <laughs> if anybody, if anybody ever said Ron Russell is the shit, I'd beat the shit out of them. So, I mean, how disgusting to say somebody is shit. And he thinks it's wonderful. That's, That's not cool. Shit. It's no not shit. shit. It's the shit. Yeah. I know he doesn't get. It. He's no, Ron's shit. So Steve, Ron's eighty-two, so he doesn't you know, get that. No, don't use that as a weapon, you <laughs> faggot. And Jimmy's a big <laughs> faggot. How do you like that? We're married, by the way. <laughs> I mean, he's got his balls. Yeah, yeah, got that. You act like you're married, actually. Yeah, we act like you we're act married. like you're married. I was, just, I was listening. I was listening to you guys earlier. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be, we'll so be married. We'll be married ten years. What October? Hmm? Let's let's do uh, if you want to do a couple session, I can do some counseling. Yeah. <laughs> no, no room yeah. for counseling with Jimmy. Wait a minute, so you're already married. You're, yeah, right. You're already married, so I can't help you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. we, we work out our own problems. He's got a black guy. I beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, right. That's it. When he annoys I me, I just, oh, I pound his head in. When I when, got that last week, yeah, but he I, didn't. I me, punch though. him like. I think it was a punch and Judy doll. I punch him all over the place. That's so funny. No. So hang on, you guys. No, I really shouldn't say that I because know, people, people are going to believe people that tune in who don't know you. Right. Are think you're telling gonna the think, truth. No, Jimmy. Yeah, you know, yeah. we, we had a, an accident with a sofa. Believe it or not. So everybody, you yeah, can I follow Steve you. on Instagram. No, really. It's Steve Basic Official, but and it's B A C I C. So Steve B A C I C Official on Instagram. Um, I want to brag for him a little bit, and then he's got a brand new movie that's on YouTube. I mean, on Tubi, you guys that I watched and. Yeah. Uh, so I want you. We're going to talk about that. We're going to do a bunch of stuff. Everybody in the chat room like loves you and talks about how good looking you are. So that's good. <laughs> you oh, haven't I, lost it after what? all these years. I mean, too bad he's got a girlfriend. I could see him with Deirdre in a minute. He'd love Deirdre. <laughs> Deirdre's like a Rita Hayworth type. She's an actress. She's my daughter. She's a good girl. Yeah. No drugs. Not a whore. She's a nice person. No drugs. Not no. A whore. She was raised. She's fabulous. I, she was, uh, Ron, I, I require. I required. No, I, I can't even joke about drug use now either. So no, I was going to say I'm okay. I'm a little bit wild. I've got clean cut daughters. I raised oh, them very. I raised them very. Yeah. 
I raised them Italian style. They know how to cook, okay. de decorate. I raised them very old fashioned. You know, if you, my daughter Leslie was first runner up in Miss America. She looks like Grace Kelly. I mean, I don't have ugly kids. Trust me, I got good looking kids. That's probably why they're not married because men are afraid of them. Like one <laughs> guy once said to Leslie, no, my daughter got picked up. So we're in a club. And the guy after half an hour said, you know, you're really nice. I thought you would be a bitch. And my daughter said, why? He said, because you're so beautiful. Most beautiful girls are bitches. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, you're very handsome. I bet your girls say, oh, he's cute, but he'd never like me. He must want some beautiful piece of ass. <clears throat> yeah. You know what? I, I don't know. People do come with their preconceptions about you because of how you look and I mean, I, I'm not a big look fan at of me. That they look at me and they say, "Oh my God, how did Jimmy ever get him?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the way, they're uh, thanking me in the chat room for bringing on such fabulous eye candy. You really, you're, 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 no, he's <laughs> really, you're really good looking. What do you look like without all that pussy hair all over your face? Oh, you can see him in all his this movies is, uh, and stuff back in the day. No research. <laughs> You got yep. nice. All you guys have to do is Google him. You have nice Actually, teeth. I'm, yeah. I'm going to brag for you a little bit now. So here's some of the things you guys have seen, Stephen. Um, and then we're going to talk about his new film uh, and some of his other cool shit. So uh, he was in Wonder with Jacob Tremblay, Owen Wilson, and Julia Roberts. Black Way, which was a great movie, uh, with Anthony Hopkins, Julia Stiles, Lachlan Monroe, Hal Holbrook, Ray Liotta, Alexander Perfect. Ludwig. Um, suddenly, you did a lot of movies. Anthony. With Ray uh, yeah, you did a lot of stuff with Ray Liotta, too. Uh, the Virginian yeah, with Trace yeah, Atkins yeah. and Ron Perlman, suddenly with Ray Liotta, Dominic Purcell, and Michael Pere, which Ron knows. Oh, I know Michael for years. Mm. Uh, Five Souls with Christina Anapau, who's been on our show. Samurai Armstrong and Ian Bowen, who's been on our show. Tactical Force with Michael J. White, Jai White, which I'm doing a movie with soon. Steve Austin. The Final Storm with Lauren Holly, and we're really good friends with her father and Luke yeah. Perry. Good luck, Chuck. Stargate continuing. X-Men 2, X-Men United. He's Dr. Hank McCoy. The Sixth Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Michael Rappaport, Tony Goldwyn, Terry Crews, Michael Rooker, who's been on our show, Robert Duvall, Battlestar Galactica. He was Prince Baron in, in Flash Gordon, a modern space opera, when they did the remake of Flash Gordon with, as a TV series. With, oh, the TV series. TV okay. series. He was in Andromeda, Stargate SG-1, The X-Files, and that's like about a third of his resume. I just picked out the things that everybody will know. But then oh, on yeah, TV... On TV, you guys, you've seen him on Julian the Phantoms, Garage Sale, Mysteries, Arrow, oh, yeah. Supernatural, NCI, Los Angeles, Highlander, The Outer Limits, Viper, The Net, Beastmaster, Dark Angel, Mutant X, The Twilight Zone, Masters of Horror, Blade, Psych. Uh, wow. What does that one say? Flashpoint, When Calls the Heart, Smallville, Millennium, Blood Ties, you 21 look, Jump look Street, very ER, CSI Miami. And that's a, only a little bit of them, too. To have that resume, you look young. You, you don't look like you... You're probably way older than I think you are with a resume. <laughs> no, with a resume like that, Twilight Zone. Come on, that went out years ago. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Old no, that's a, that was a new Twilight that's Zone. That's the new Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah, but the new Twilight Zone was like twenty something years ago. Yeah, it was like twenty years ago. I think. You know, so this guy, yeah, yeah. he's no spring chicken. This one. No kid. No. Nothing wrong with being forty. All right. Nothing wrong with being forty. Because you know what? I know. I know a lot of actors that when they were young, they weren't so hot looking. Now that they're in their fifties and sixties, they're gorgeous. You know, you some people grow yeah. into their age look, and I think you're going to grow looking handsome as you get older. You're going to be like me, magnificent okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and modest. And, and, and modest. Fantastic. Yeah. Of course, I do. Yeah. I, I mean, 
That's what Jimmy said. He's so modest, humble. <laughs> he said, I said you were so modest and humble. <laughs> Very modest oh, and yeah. humble. I mean, Jesus. You make him dinner mean, all the time. Actually, yeah. he does. He you does know what? Dinner all the guys, time. my best quality, though, is I do cook. Oh, that's I cool. Do cook. I, I, I don't know. He, eat, he eats shit. Jimmy, if it's got preservatives in it, he says, oh, it's delicious. I love it. I will not. Well, that's why they say Jimmy stars the shit. You are with yeah. <laughs> that's all that's all he does. Every every meal he eats, he shits ten times a day. He does from the poisons oh. he's eating. I do not yeah. eat fast foods. I eat I cook all my life. Ever since I'm twenty-one yeah. years old, I have cooked every night. And I only eat healthy food. I've never done drugs, which is true, and I do not drink. Yeah. So I think that has a lot of What did you guys what did you eat when what'd you eat when you were out last night? I didn't. You said you guys were we were at a, we no, a Chinese restaurant, and it had jal- and there was oh. jalapeno in the in the food, and I don't eat jalapeno, and I was upset about that yeah. because I love orange chicken, but it's very hot. I can't eat. You should yeah. not eat jalapeno. It does numbers on your stomach and your intestines. I know. It's not good for so wait, what food. do you cook? What do you like to cook? Well, I've been a vegan now for almost three years, so I, I made a lot food. of adjustments. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I started. I'll tell you why I started. Okay. In 2019, I went to Croatia with a couple of my kids. And all we ate was all they didn't have any anything but prosciutto, cheeses, some variation of homemade grape. So it's either some kind of moonshine or wine or whatever. And so we did about three weeks there. And I came back. I felt like crazy bad. And I and and you know, keto is big, right? Keto was big. Everyone says eat meat and vegetables and you get lean. So, you know, as an actor, you try to stay in shape. So I wasn't I'm Croatian. I love potatoes. I grew up with potatoes and 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 a lot of a lot of vegetables in the garden. So I was watching this thing about this potato farmer who ate nothing but potatoes for four months to protest uh the carbs that that they're that they're a bad carb. So I'm like, you know what, screw it. I'm gonna eat potatoes. I'm gonna start eating a lot of potatoes. I bought an air fryer. I started making cold potato salad because if you eat it cold, you don't get the starch. You don't have the problem with that. So that's how we started. My kids have always tried to get me to go vegetarian, uh, you know, for health reasons, for other reasons, because they don't like the idea of killing anything. Or I just did it because I want to eat potatoes. So about a month or two of that. And then next thing you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to keep going with this thing. I didn't start. I didn't miss cheese. I didn't miss any of it. And I really loved cheese and prosciutto. And, you know, we ate pig, everything. We ate everything. And, uh, and, but when I cook, I cook a meat, I cook a veg, mostly a little bit of starch. Now I do a lot of starch, a lot of veg and, uh, yeah, I'm actually gotten really, really good at it. I do, I do all sorts of stuff with chickpeas and beans and tofu and, you know, we have an air fryer. We love our air fryer. Yeah. I don't do meat. Uh, Jimmy is carnivorous. If Jimmy doesn't have, I have to, you know what? I make a good pasta sauce. Okay. I'm Italian. So I know how to make sauce. If you ever ate the sauce I make that I make for Ginny, you'd vomit. I put, no bullshit, I put it like a, almost a pound of chopped meat in with my tomato sauce when for I me, cook it. For me, for me, not him. for him. He won't eat it. When, when, yeah, when, yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, when you put it over the spaghetti or the pot or the ravioli or whatever, it's covered in meat. You don't even see yeah. the sauce anymore. And he loves that. I throw yeah. up. I make it. My, <laughs> now, as I'm cooking it. Even my dog told me one day, he looked at me, I'm not eating that shit. Oh, yeah, right. The dog would definitely eat it. <laughs> Jimmy's a poor eater, well, I do, and I, I worry. He doesn't like I do, my uh, cooking. I do, I, I do things really, really, I have to be very quick. I got three kids I'm still taking care of. 
Good and, you for know, you. To, wait, wait, you're a, sing, you're, wait, you're, a sing, you're a single dad? Hmm? You're a single dad? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. I raised my two yeah, daughters. Passed away, so. Yeah. So, so, but they're older now. They're older now. But, but, so when I cook, I, I cook, I got to cook fast. I got to, I'm, I'm in and out half an hour. You know, I can't really afford the time. So, I mean, we'll talk about pasta. I make this green pasta sauce, super healthy. Uh, it's all greens. I blend it in the processor. I put it on the pasta after. So I'm getting, you're getting all your greens. So, Jimmy, cover your ears. Okay. Ron. Just don't tell him. Just don't tell him you're cooking with vegetables. He won't know. Jimmy, yes. cover your oh, ears. Yes, he does. Oh, yes, Jimmy. he does. Jimmy doesn't eat any condiments. He doesn't do mayonnaise, mustard, anything. No salad dressings. He eats lettuce plain. I mean, he's not. No, I like lemon oh, okay. on it. And listen, people come to my lemon, house. Yeah. People come to my house for dinner, and they all say, oh, Ron, that was so delicious. And I know it was because these recipes are from my grandmother. Jimmy does not like my cooking but if i give him a frozen piece of shit with a nine thousand grams yeah. of salt and and all kinds of preservatives to make your dick go down forever he loves it yeah. he eats it oh this I love is Trader delicious Joe's. I love delicious Joe's. you know i don't get it no i heard i, I heard about it's, it's called the, it's called the dick down pasta <laughs> the dick down pasta. Right, the dick, exactly the dick down. Oh, I told him that. No, I make a lot of. I grow yeah. in my yard. I grow my own basil. Yeah, basil and all so, kinds of stuff in our yard. And I, yeah. my rose. I grow rosemary. So when I cook pesto, which is the one, everyone out there, please eat pesto at least once a week. It cleans out your intestines. It cleans out your rectum and your bile. Everything. It purifies your body, and you have a lovely breath. Uh, it's basil. It's wonderful. It's it's probably the best pasta yeah, I there is. Basil. Yeah, I, I I modify my. I added a little bit of kale and spinach to, to with the with the basil just to get a little bit more nutrients in there. I put. I do all sorts of funky stuff with food, and it's it's really tasty, Jimmy. I'm telling you, you would. You'd I be would. Like, this I stuff would man. try it. It was so full of flavor, man. You'd be like, oh, forget the shit. I'm gonna eat the good stuff. So listen, he, he's, he's, he's a he's a food junkie. He went one time Wait. about a week and a half without McDonald's or Burger Queen or wherever we went. And he said to me, <laughs> I, I can't. He said, no, he said, I can't. I have to have a hamburger. I said, let's do In-N-Out. In-N-Out is the healthiest of all that shit. Yeah, we went, right. we went, we went to In and Out, and he said, "I, I like Chipotle the best." Wait, he said, "I don't like In and Out." He said, "I like McDonald's French fries better." <laughs> Did you ever ever eat a McDonald's yeah. French fry? Did you ever? Yeah. I bet he doesn't. They use motor junk. oil. They cook it in used mo truck motor oil. I've never no, seen this stuff, garbage. I, I, you know, I'm not. I'm not. A, I, I used to. I used to eat McDonald's uh, at least twice a week before I went vegan. I loved the Big Mac before I went vegan. Yeah, no, no more. So you're in Canada too, right? You live in Canada. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Do, do you guys have Chipotle? Yeah, we that's do like, actually. That's my yeah, favorite. We, this we, is the healthiest. But I make, you know what? I tell you what, my my burritos are way better. Okay. Way better. So like, I'm gonna like, say cool. I, I I'm gonna segue this now into your new movie. So I, you I, guys, I just want to say one thing and then segue. Chipotle, if you read it, has more preservatives. No, it doesn't. It's full, Jimmy. You're you're dreaming. It has to have preservatives because they ship it down oh. from the moon or somewhere wherever they make it. <laughs> Yeah. They want to know what you're drinking. What's the green gray stuff in the jar? This stuff. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a, it's a it's a vegan. It's a mix with vegan protein. Uh huh. Uh, I think it's oat milk, uh, frozen strawberries, pineapple, 
the pro the protein powder has, has everything in it. It's got all the all your uh, uh, aminos. It's got, also got your greens. It's got uh, all the good fats and stuff. So, okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So here's, got, here's right. when you're my age. When you're my age, you're going to look as good as I yeah. do. So here's how we're going to segue, you guys. So. Here's how we're going to segue, you guys. So you think he's so everybody in the chat room, you guys think he's so cute and everything, right? So he's got he this brand cute. new movie called if Alter. He, if he was gay, I'd leave Jimmy in a minute. <laughs> he's, he's got this brand new he's got this brand new uh, movie, you guys. It's called Alter. It's on Tubi. And in the film, there's lots of scenes with him shirtless. So that way you can woo, see woo, him. Woo, woo, so you can see how him eating all that great stuff, you know, has affected his body. <laughs> Now they have now, to be, that now was, they, listen, and I would that was suggest, a rough shoot. That was a rough I, wait, shoot. Wait, wait, wait. We're gonna talk about that. Hold on, I hold would on. suggest to the what women to, wait, wait. When you see him shirtless, go out and get fresh batteries for your vibrators. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> so you guys, let me tell you real quick, and then we're gonna let him talk about it a little bit. So Tubi, you guys, is a psychological funny. A psychological funny. thriller. That's why four and a half million people watch us every week. Because we're five like, million, Jim. We're up, we went up to five. A psychological thriller of, about a man who's convinced that he has found his childhood abductor and determines to get him uh, to confess by any means necessary. And one of the things that's really unique about this is the story is by um, Steve and somebody named James Phillips, but he also directs it. Yeah. He stars in it. He's the cinematographer. He basically does everything for this movie, which never really happened. So tell us a little bit about it. Okay. So we're James and I, uh, I was involved in some micro budget films with, uh, another friend of mine, uh, Rick Dugdale, who's gone off. He actually produced uh, uh Blackway, but prior to that, we were doing some, uh, you know, micro budget, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollar movies. I did one in Texas with them, and then I did one at Oregon. And I, but the scripts weren't that great. Like they were, they were, they were big scripts that had to get condensed because we're doing a micro budget. So you go locations, a lot of moving around, a lot of characters, and so I would help him fix. I'd fix the scripts, and I thought, you know, rather than start with a shitty script, I went to my, I went to my buddy James. He wrote on the Guard, which is a series I did up here in Canada. He was one of the producers and writers. And he's written probably at least 50, 60 scripts. And he's he's always got stuff options. He's a great writer. So let's start with an idea. And let's build around the idea. And uh, so, you know, we don't know if this character is suffering from schizophrenia or whether or not he's he's a victim of some kind of demonic pedophile. And uh, so that's that, that was the idea. Well, how do we how do we build around that? And then how do we build around, you know, friendly locations, friendly budget, you know, in the film business? Movement is time, which is money, which I don't have. And I didn't want to bring in, uh, I didn't want to go take it to, uh, you know, Netflix or a studio or anywhere else. Because one of the things I realized about myself is if I get notes or, or there's multiple players involved, I just stop. It just kind of freezes me up. And so it, we just sat, we just kind of sat on the film for, I don't know, about eight, 10 years. And then COVID happens. And um, I was like, wait a minute, we're sitting around here. It's COVID friendly. It's it's about three or four characters. We and then it, and then I ended up getting a bunch of different locations and donations and things like that. So I, I wrote another 20, 30 pages based on those locations because it is it is a contained script, and I didn't want people to go crazy locked away. Because when we filmed in this in this in this torture area, like it was a Y two K bunker in the movie, uh, you can only take it for about six or seven hours before you start going crazy. So. Uh, I started visualizing it before I started shooting it, and I started building the sets. and And people were and and 
places were popping in. It was weird. It, it, when I made the decision, my girlfriend said, you know, I was going to do it over Christmas because we couldn't go away. It was COVID. Uh, and, and stuff just started lining up. I said, fuck it. Let's go. Can I say fuck it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We're, we're, un, we're unfiltered and uncensored. You can say whatever you oh, want. Oh, good, good. You can, so, also, so you can also get naked if you want. <laughs> Wow, the girl! Oh, the girls! Our rating just went up three thousand people more. Oh, look at that! Ow, 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 ow. Show, anyway, show, so, show, so, show, show an arm muscle. Do an arm. Did. He just did one. Oh, I didn't see it. <laughs> girls, girls, look at that, ladies! Yeah. Oh my God, Anyways, ladies, look uh, at that. So that was that was uh, end of end of it was um, that was it twenty twenty. Yeah, it was end of twenty twenty November. I'm like, you know what? I probably won't get anything going on before you know end of the year. So I'm gonna start. I was gonna start writing this thing. So I, I thought I had a month to prep. Uh, I've done. I've done some. I've done some directing before and some coaching. And some of the kids and people I've worked with have done very well. Like if I work with them for a few hours, I can get some really good performances. So I thought we, 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 we'll do it like a play. We'll have three or four weeks to rehearse. I'm gonna get people who are friendly, who want to work, who want to develop. And then you know what? Guess what? So when you when you're ready to go to do something else, you get a couple of gigs. So I get two gigs back to back, right in the middle of my of my prep schedule. So I'm writing, I'm shooting, and then I only got about rather than like a month, I got three days, three days to work with the <laughs> actors. And meanwhile, and and, I, and I, again, I, I built the outside of uh, you see a bunker. I built the outside of the bunker, but the inside of the bunker was a different location. So then I literally over Christmas planned it out chronologically in my head. I, you know, I didn't use any program. I'm old school. All my notes, all my notes were handwritten. I give them to James and James and I sit down, we go through it. And I literally planned little segments and, and I, you know, I'm a continuity freak too. So, uh, I was like, I got minimal crew, minimal actors, but there's no one else watching this thing. So uh, while I'm writing and producing and fixing locations, the last thing I did was look at the damn lines. Those were my lines. <laughs> So it was rough. The, the acting part was the part where I go, oh, shit, what am I going to do now, right? And I couldn't really pay attention to them either. So, you know, all in all, it was a, you know, it was an amazing experience because I, I always said, if you give me a guy with a camera who can, who can focus, I think I can shoot a film. And where we suffered a little bit is, well, not a little bit, a lot, because we had to fix it later, was sound. Like, we, I just, I just... I thought by the time I get a sound person in and interview and all that, I probably won't shoot it. So I had no concept of reality in terms of delivering a film or what what was going to be involved. I didn't even have an editor lined up yet. So, I, but all these things started to fall in place. And um, I had a I had a contact. I was doing a show called Virgin River. So I had a contact there, Netflix. and they're like a big Netflix show. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. So they're big, and I knew the uh, the EP, and I was telling her about the about the movie, and that I was going to shoot it because they're still going, right? So, and I had a few other producer friends, and I, I was naive. I thought, well, you know, they got relationships; they can they can take it to Netflix or Hulu or wherever, right? Amazon, and I thought Amazon was still taking on movies for you know from from novices like me, and but they don't. So <laughs> uh, that 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 door was closed. I didn't know what to do with it. But then I was talking to my friend uh, Jack Nasser, uh, uh, Nasser Productions, uh, and he, they had a, a distribution company, um, which he's 
which his son runs now, but it's called Enlightened Entertainment. And, um, you know, I sent him the trailer. They liked the trailer. So they said, well, let, let's see what it's like when it's done. And, and so I did. And they started shopping around. So we got we got it on Tubi. We uh, got the 60-day you know, exclusive. And then we'll we'll see if we can shop it around. But I, you know, I just actually rewatched it. And, Hang uh, on, we got to tell everybody. Hang on, everybody. So listen up, everybody. If you don't know, Tubi's free. Like, like I actually just. Oh tugged, yeah. I, the name of the movie is Alter, and I went on my Big Mac and I wrote t- typed in, uh, Tubi Alter, and it comes up right away, and you can just watch it on wherever you are. You don't have to even have the app. Yeah, it should be actually, watch it. it should it's be, uh, commercial free, also. No, it has commercial. <clears throat> Tubi doesn't do commercial. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's so, free. Uh, but if you, you can pay free. a premium, I guess. But the thing, the thing is, um. It, it's it was supposed to be in in the recently I believe the recently released or only on Tubi baskets, but yeah, type in Alter A L T E R. I think it's a good story. I mean, it's a good story. Uh, but uh, you know, look, I actually just I don't know. I've had some bad luck in the last year, so I broke my shoulder riding an e bike. I, I tore my Achilles ten weeks ago, so I've been watching a lot of movies. And <laughs> you know, I think you know once you forget about the some of the technical issues because there's some there i've watched a lot of movies and there's a lot of technical issues in some big films a lot of continuity issues a lot of things like me as a me as a as an actor or as a viewer i don't like getting bumped i don't like going wait a minute my 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 uh, now now i'm back in reality i like to be pulled out of my reality and watch a story so my goal is always to try to keep people in that reality as much as possible and unfortunately yeah there's some sound issues and things like that but I think the story moves. It's it, it kind of makes you wonder about a few things, and you think, "Oh, is that a mistake?" No, because it gets it gets taken care of later. So, we and, just finished. Um, wait, we just finished watching a Travolta movie, filmed in Florida. Yeah. He's supposed to be riding a speedboat in the waters of Florida, and guess what? Yes. There are mountains behind him. There are no mountains in, in Florida. Florida. <laughs> you could see that it was shot in California. So, and this is a yeah. multi multi million dollar I mean, movie. And how the fuck oh, did let that get by? Talking about know. sound, talking about sound, though, I was watching, like, I'm not going to name names, I'm not going to name where I saw them, but there was a boat scene. It, it was a big film, big cast. And you know, when you're on a boat, you hear the water, you hear it, yeah. it's, it's like thunder. You can hear them perfectly. It's as if they're standing in a in a booth in, or in a closet talking to each other. There's no wind. There's no nothing. And that, that, that kind of shit takes me out. You want a taste of that stuff, right? You don't want it. You don't takes want it too clean. Also. Yeah. What about the breathing? You know, one of the things I, I realized was on mine, what, and this is by accident, was uh, because we had louds we couldn't use because there's a lot of sound. So we're using a shotgun mic, but you don't get all the swallowing and the breathing. And in real life, you don't hear me breathing right now. But in movies, you, that's all you hear is the breathing and the chewing. And it takes, I go, I don't want to listen to that shit. I want to I want to see the story going on, but I don't need to listen to a person breathing heavy or swallowing or making all these little ridiculous noises because that stuff takes me out too. So in a way, I found, I found that it was a really good, like, I'm going to try to make another one. I've got a script already. I got a location. I got, you know, I, I just got to decide whether I want to go through the pain again. But, you know, it, no, you I've learned a lot and pain. I know I, you need to go. Yeah, yeah. So I really like enjoyed the movie for an indie film. I thought it was well. The story is good. It has a lot of twists and turns in it. I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. How come you saw it and I didn't see it? Um, 
uh, because I wanted to make sure that because we've been gone every day to L.A. and I needed to watch it real uh, to make sure I knew what it was about. So when we had him on the research. show, yeah, but I could have watched it with you. Couldn't um, I? Well, I watched it today. <laughs> oh. Uh, while you were sleeping i slept till uh, right before the so show you guys what we're gonna do so we have the trailer we're gonna play the trailer hopefully youtube doesn't fucking uh have a, actually it's off. not on youtube so i don't think we'll have a problem with it um we're gonna play no, the trailer sweet. yeah uh so um so one i'm gonna have steve introduce the trailer then you play it hang on steve we're gonna play it for everybody and then we'll be right back uh, so you introduce it steve hey everybody here's a trailer for alter scary there is a thin veil between sanity and insanity. Mind is a fragile thing. Nature has given us ways to protect ourselves. Putting up walls. Changing the meaning. Losing all memory. Always. What if the walls kept crashing down? What if you remember? Could you do what you needed to do to survive? Hello, police. Is that your vehicle out front? Can I ask why you're interested? A car matching that make and model was involved in an abduction. Hey. Sorry, I really gotta get home. There's a $20 reward. My name and number's on this card. I didn't all come. I don't know what you think I did, but it wasn't me. It's your call. Please don't. No. No. <laughs> So, so two things I want to say. First of all, the movie's really good, you guys. You guys will really like it. Um, the second thing is there's two lines, which I'm not going to say what they are, and I don't exactly remember, but there's one in the middle and one near the end. They're like classic lines that are going to be like lines. You know how people remember lines from a movie? There's two lines that are super phenomenal, and uh, and you guys are not going to believe all the twists and turns in the movie, uh, and Steve looks great in it. And the other thing that's really cool, too, is like when you don't have your shirt on and they show the little boy with the scars and then you with the scars, your scars look really real. Like I, I you must have had some yeah, make them look so real because they look really real. We uh, we did a lot of that ourselves. 
Yeah, it looks like it's a lot good. It, and again, I kept I try to keep everything to a minimum so that I wouldn't have continuity issues later. Uh, but I did have a, a, a some friends who are in the makeup biz recommend uh, uh, you know uh, things to to get. Um, but yeah, a lot of that we ended up doing ourselves. So yeah, it's 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 interesting when you watch uh, some of these big action films and you see some of the movie stars and they just got little nicks and things like that. Uh, but I get why, because continuity is a, is, is a monster. And if you're, especially when you're focusing on the face. So the, with the scarring, I, I wanted to make sure I didn't show it too much, but just enough so that people could connect the, 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 the child. The yes. It was fabulous. Uh, years ago. I'm in, <laughs> no, the, I'm, I'm in the business. Sorry, I was gonna say, oh, hang on. Oh, go ahead, go ahead Steve. Oh, go. Oh, Let's Steve yeah. finish his thought and then Ron will come in. Right. Well, no, I was gonna say with with regards when I when I was showing the trailer around, uh, some people thought that the, the kid was my kid. Oh, see, I didn't get me. that at all. Okay, yeah, I didn't get that at yeah. all. Yeah, which was it. interesting. Okay. I thought you know that 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 definitely drives someone to go ahead and do something yes. crazy, like torture someone. You know. Yeah, that's so, funny. Go ahead. Anyways, well. Like I said, I'm in film 64 years. I've watched it deteriorate. There's no such thing any longer as rehearsal. There's no such thing as character development. And there's no such thing as yeah. continuity. I mean, you can have see a woman in one scene, her hair is up in curls. And then the next scene, which is the same room, her hair is down in a flip. So I think, oh, what the fuck were they thinking? I mean, what did you have a hairdo done in a minute? And so, you know, t today, plus they only care, care about... Reading lines. That's yeah. all the, that's all they want. Read your lines and get off the set. And I think that stinks. Yeah. Nobody acts anymore. They just read lines. No. So, I, yeah, I got Yeah, you're right. Absolutely right. You know, and, and the thing is, too, you know, my, my editor had limited experience. Yet within, we had to search for some stuff because I didn't get all the coverage, the perfect coverage. So, but with even within my limited resources, we were able to find things to eliminate 99% of the continuity issues. So they just got to get, you know, the, I think the, the thing, the problem with traditional filmmaking is everyone is scared. You know, you, you don't want to say we need to change that because that doesn't make sense because the person you're telling to change it has the power. Right. So that's the nice thing about doing your own film without having someone tell you what to do is, is especially if you got some integrity, you can, you can stay as true to a story as possible. The downside, the downside is, you know, without the money, you you you're gonna have some issues, technical issues, right. but you don't have creative issues, which is nice. Well, you know, as you far know. as I'm concerned, it's lack of talent, because if you put fifteen thousand dollars in a film and you're a truck driver or a plumber, you're an actor now. You're in a movie with no acting experience whatsoever. You have no idea how to work a camera. You're talking about all the Indiegogo campaigns. You have for all no these idea. You have no idea how to raise and lower your voice for expression when you speak. So it shows yeah. because we have regular people. We have audience now in film and they're not professionals. They're not actors. No, we, we have we have a lot of people that we are aware of and that we know. Yeah, who, because they who, put money in the crowdfunding campaigns and raise two or three hundred thousand dollars. And and 80 percent of the actors in it are people who've never acted before. Never. And they paid you know money to be in the role. Or they put their kids <laughs> in the movie. Oh, I want my daughter in it or my son in it. And it's just terrible. And it's it shows terrible. it shows. Guys, help me with the next one. Then let's go 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 fund me. I'll, I'll make the next one. Uh, give me get me that budget, and that'll be that'll be good. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll I've talk never, about 
I've never, I've never even like, I, I, I've seen those things, and I'm like, oh, it, it kind of bothers me because I don't know what the, what the person who's donating gets out of it. Oh no, you they know? donate. They, they want to be their, movie stars, roles, producer roles. The jerks no, that I'm talking have. about the, the go the GoFundMe stuff, like yeah. these, these oh GoFundMe is different. Yeah, that's just donating, but yeah. I don't know how that works. But, but Indiegogo is different. The, the people that buy their way into a film want to tell their friends, "I'm an actor. I'm in a movie," and they have two lines in the movie, and they think they're stars of the movie, and it's really ridiculous because when they're on a set, you see how they're tripping over the wires. They don't even know what they're doing. They have no idea how yeah. to do a film. Actually, hang on. I want to bring something else up about that. So I have. An acquaintance, I'll say an acquaintance of someone who I know, and he's got like 60 producer credits and he wanted to work with me on a project. And I thought, OK, he's got 60 producer credits. He must know what he's like doing. And then it comes out when we're like talking that he bought every one. He doesn't know how to do a single thing. He doesn't know how to find a location, doesn't know how to do SAG, doesn't know how to do a single thing with it. And I was like, yeah, yeah dude, like I, I, I can't work with you. You don't know how to do anything. I'll end up doing everything. <laughs> See, in my, in my day, in my day, everybody was controlled by the studio. And the studio only had vintage people in it. The, the gaffs, the lighting, the sound people, the camera people, they were all with the studio for years, trained by the studio. So the actors and the crew were able to work together. Also, for a movie, we had, re we had table readings, number one. Yeah. Then after table reading, wait, we had, after table reading, we had rehearsals. Then we would go yeah. off set and talk to the actor we're with. And I'd say, what do you think? Maybe I should smack you or throw a drink. You know, what What can we do to make our lines better? And then we bring it to the to the director and say, what do you think if so-and-so and I did this and that? We all were a part of the movie. And that's why the movies right. look so rich and good. Now, yeah. I, know my, I know my lines. That's all I want to know. I don't care about anything else. And I tell these young actors, you know, hands are important. Use your hands in a movie. Hands tell a story better than than dialogue and they don't do that they sit with their hands at their side like robots and it's okay yeah. you guys come on now we have to go kill those clowns <laughs> because those clowns are really mean and bad i want to cry right. i can't deal with it no it's terrible it's it's well you know i think i think that what's what's what you gotta look at if anyone talk if i talk to anyone about you know acting or filmmaking or whatever i can't talk about what it is right now you know, if people, everyone wants to be a star. Everyone wants to do this. Like you got, you got all these uh, influencers who, who become actors because they got followings and things like that. But it's you got to kind of be tripping to be a good actor, in my mind. If you're gonna, if if you're on a set, it's my responsibility to know what I'm doing, and yet also not to know what I'm doing because you got to be in the moment. So you got to kind of be watching yourself, you know, from from over here. So that you can match everything, it's a, it's a craft. It is a craft. When and if you take it seriously, you can be very good at it. There's a lot of people who it, look. If you're able to do whatever the fuck you want to do on a set, sometimes you can hit brilliance. There's a lot of actors who are, can't be told what to do, right? So they can do whatever they want. They got the cameras got to find them. They can do anything they want with the furniture. They can move stuff around. They don't have to collaborate, but they look brilliant because they get like you know ten takes, twenty takes, fifteen takes. It's, it's the professional who shows up on a set and now yes you just just know your lines don't 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 you know collaborate don't talk too much hit the mark find a camera but within that sort of uh, element to to still be present 
that's a whole other thing that we have to learn right but, now. But it shows in these movies. I go, I go to a million red carpets, and some of these movies are so bad. I say, you know, they're an embarrassment, really an embarrassment. Yeah. I, I go back in the 1950s, you know, with the big movies of years ago. Nothing was an embarrassment. Every film was professional. And people say to me, what's your advice on me? I'm a new actor. What should I do? I said, do not act. Never act. Just become the character. Exactly. Be the character. Yeah. But a lot yeah. of them think but they have is, to act. Yes. Yeah. One thing, too, they're, that's different, because, though. You know what? They're being taught by actors who don't work. Right. Everyone who's not working right now is teaching. And, you know, it's funny because, like, some people I know, they're being hired by the studios. They're being hired by networks. And they're, they're, they're teaching these kids and these people on set. they got their own little coaches. And I go, but do they not realize that these people are influencing? It's like going to a doctor who's unhealthy. Yes. Right? <laughs> Just double your dose. Just double yes. your dose. But I got a side effect. Okay, double your dose. You know, you don't. I, I agree. You gotta, I agree. People have to be responsible for their own craft. They have to be. They have, and they also, I say to people, what are you giving? Don't try to get something. What are you giving? Right. Are you giving something? Right. And like you said, it's like it's so you just the hardest part for any individual that I found is to be vulnerability isn't about, you know, extremes and nudity and violence and all vulnerability is that thing where you're just you, you, you can fully expose yourself and forget about judgment, forget about performance, forget about everything. You're just there. And, you know, you watch a, you know, you watch a puppy, you watch a baby, they're just present, you know, they're just doing their thing. It's, it's the most captivating thing of all. That's why, you know, I had a, one of my first agents said the camera loves vulnerability and the camera loves insanity, you know, because yes. those are the two. Extremes. And the camera also and likes an honest performance. You can't fool the camera. Absolutely. If you do a fake performance, the camera sees it. I still do method, and I get in trouble sometimes because the young ones today don't understand method. Method acting yeah. simply was reality before reality shows. You know, it was be real. When you deliver your lines, deliver them as if you were really the character in that situation and stay in character. You cannot be uh, – this is what your continuity now. You cannot be a mafia killer. And then in the next scene, you, you're not in the mood for it, and your performance is less than a mafia killer. There's no continuity. Yeah. So you, when you're on a set, right. you must stay in character so there's absolute acting continuity. In every scene that henceforth you shoot, it, it works. That's what we were taught mm. in my, when I was young. Today, it's, again, I say it. Uh, get your read your lines. There are no marks, by the way. My, when I came back in the business, which was a couple of years ago, uh, I said to my director, where are my marks? He said, you don't have any. I said, what do you mean I don't have any marks? He said, you don't. Just go over to the window and then look out and then open the door. I said, you got to be kidding. I said, am I going to be lit properly? Is the camera going to be? I don't understand what you're doing. He said, oh, don't worry about it. The camera follows you. It was a little camera up in the ceiling somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Like a security camera. One thing about it, too, though, is that yeah. to differentiate, you know, like we're basically doing a lot of like low budget, micro budget movies. Uh, we're working on some much bigger ones now. But like you now, this is your, you know, a micro budget movie and you've done a few of them. But also because you've worked on such huge, 
you know, productions, like you can see the difference. Like when, a, when, a, you know, when you're in a Julia Roberts movie, it's a lot different than making your own movie where you've got a couple hundred grand, you know, to make a movie. Or no, when you're in a Julia Roberts yeah, I, movie, I, she calls the shots. <laughs> Well, I uh, I was I was on this uh, again. I'm not. It was a really big budget show, and they had this massive crane, and they're and they're doing this big pan across the table. It took about two or three hours to set the shot. I don't know what it what it cost them for the crane and all the actors. And I was thinking to myself, I could do that with a skateboard in about five minutes. Yeah. Same shot. <laughs> Which is cool that yeah. you know that. Okay, so because, because, yeah, the, the lens the lens is the thing that matters, right? It gets everything. Oh, absolutely. You don't don't you don't have to do anything stupid or extra extra you don't get extra points for doing, you know, spending that money. It's like what can you capture in the lens? What can you what can you grab me? And I'll tell you the one thing I will do for the next one is have a monitor. I had no idea. I was hoping I, I was getting what I because I just didn't have time to check anything. Uh so uh I, I actually shot a uh, I was hoping to have a I had a short film. It's a concept for a, a longer series uh, called Incubus. And I just shot that, but having some issues with the editor, it's been a little while. Uh, we we're 90% done. Same idea, but it was really, really great. But this time I had a monitor for some of it. So I was like, oh, wow, okay. But I still missed some key moments because I wasn't going playback and watching it because I was directing and acting in it. And that next one for sure, for sure. I'm gonna do playback. Make sure I get the key shots I need, because so, you you can fix those things. You can fix those things. I don't think anything's essential. I think eighty or ninety percent. If you can get eighty or ninety percent of what you want, that's better than most of the stuff that's getting made. And you can tell a good story as long as you're willing to give up some stuff. You know, sometimes you, know, you gotta <laughs> give up your favorite favorite lines. My, to get the story my, done. my my final word to everybody is out there: honesty. That's it. When you're working in a film, honesty. Because if you don't have honesty in your performance, it's never going to work. So you have to be right. You have to be honest in what you do. So, you guys, I want to go back. The name of the film is Alter. It's on Tubi, um, starring Steve, uh, co-written with Steve, or story by Steve, directed, uh, cinematographer. He did it all. It's, it's a really fun movie. Well, not fun. But it's a really good movie. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not really a fun, fun movie. It's a it's kind it's, of fun. it's more of a it's a, it's it's listed as a horror thriller. It's really more of a thriller than a horror movie. A lot of people have fun being scared. That's true. But I think everybody will yeah. really enjoy it. So we've got like four or five minutes, five minutes, I think, until the next guy calls. Real quick, let's let's do some hypotheticals with you because you've you've done so many fabulous sure. things. So let's say uh, male and female actor on a bucket list that you're like, oh my god, I'd really love to work with these people. Like, who is a male and female you'd love to work with? And then the second half of the question will be, if you could have ever been in any movie that's ever been made, like in history, what movie would you have liked to have been in? Oh, God. Why didn't you give me these questions? Did you give me these questions ahead of time and I didn't? No, I never give anybody questions ahead of time. That's that's real. Honestly, spontaneous. There's no rehearsal here. (laughs) It used to be, it used to be, it used to be that I go, oh, I would love to work with so-and-so. And then since I've worked with some of my uh, icons, yes. I don't have that anymore. <laughs> I don't have it anymore because, because honestly, they, they're, we're just, we're all, we're as, they're as fucked up as I am. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Absolutely right. Totally right. Who I want to work with and what I want to do is more collaborating, uh, more integrity, you know, not so like, let's tell stories that, that, that isn't, that aren't so fragile. 
You know, honest. Back to you, but Ron. You have honest. to give us. You have to give us. And, a title. and work with people who care a little bit more about others than they care about themselves. Yeah, but that's Steve, who I want to that, work with. Steve, Steve, that wasn't the question. The question is, <laughs> give us, give us a title. Give us a movie. Give us we a need movie. a title give to us a, a movie, movie. You would have had liked to been in. That should be easier than the actors. Ooh, 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 apocalypse now. Oh, that's a good one. Nobody's ever said movie. that. And, and what would so you have liked? What what so part intense. would you have played? What part would you have liked to have played? Uh, Martin's. Yeah, that's for you. Martin Sheen. That was a hell okay. Of, so hell how of about part? So uh, how about that, if we? I was going to say how about if I we love, do? I love. Go right? ahead. Go ahead. I love what. Who was, what was the question? I oh, know. Go ahead. Tell me. Tell me what other movies you love. Well, like some other thing you were about to say. Other movies I, I would love. love. I would love to work. I would love to work with Will Ferrell. Oh, oh my God, Will Ferrell! Will Ferrell? <laughs> I he never is, would have thought that. To me, he literally he's he's like my spirit animal. I'm actually the biggest goof, and I and I and I I, I, I pray to God that he's actually the way he is. He is. He's off the wall. He's totally off the wall in person. Yeah, and I hope he's like a really nice guy because I can't stand to hear about because I work with people that I thought were great and wonderful, and then you meet them and they're miserable and and you don't want to spend you know an extra minute with them. Well, but, uh, we, we, he, we heard that the, Julia, we heard Julia Roberts is tough. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't work with her directly. She, okay. She's not easy. We hear from people that she's have my worked, favorite too. People that have so worked. I don't want to hear that. Said, they said she's a bitch. <laughs> You know that what I did? Okay, so I did, I did uh, CSI Miami. I think it was mm -hmm. Nick Nick Caruso was a star, right. and I was doing I was doing uh, uh, I think it was was it ER? It's one one of my few times down in LA. So I booked a couple of really good guest stars, and everyone was warning me about CSI Miami about how difficult it is, and I'm like, okay. So I talked. They were doing my hair. They had to put some yellow streaks in it. I was playing a stunt guy, and um, who's who's suspected of of killing the? He's one of the, the suspects, right? And so I was, I was talking because hair and makeup knows everything. So I said, "Look, I, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned. The guys over on ER are saying this about CSI." I said, "What's the deal?" He goes, "Just be prepared. Be prepared. It's all I'm going to tell you. It is what it is. Be prepared." So I'm like, "Okay, cool. I'll be prepared." And my character was kind of antagonistic anyway. So I'm like, "If, if people are pricks, I'll be a brick. Who cares? I'm just going to do my job." So I was very prepared. I brought in the energy. And all it was was he just had a difficult time with remembering the lines, which I found with a lot of actors. They're, oh, they're in the moment, but they don't have that too. I'm using an earplug. Hey, I go to work next week. Right. I have an earplug. I'm 82. Right. I right. don't remember so, lines anymore. Right. Got to keep. So what I what I did was when when it, when that when the rails the, the wheels started coming off, I didn't freak out. I didn't do anything. I stayed in character. I waited, and they they just you know they fixed the line, and I kept going. By the end of it, we were buddies. He was so oh, they see, were all so happy cool. with me because I didn't make a deal about it. It, it was like, okay, so it's, I don't care. I'm just gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna be a professional and thank God for that guy's advice because I was nervous. You know, I was nervous. It's like the number one show on TV at the time. Oh, there's a raccoon. Hey, buddy. Oh, cool. <laughs> got a raccoon. I got a raccoon hanging in my yard. I had oh I had okay. So I, I we're we're in, I'm in North Vancouver, right? Uh, I'm in an area where we don't get that many bears, but within the first year, we had a little bear coming through. And then we had raccoons having sex on my deck. <laughs> very so, beautiful. so wait a sec. Let's go. Okay. So who's a female? Maybe not that you're dying to work with, but who's like some female otherwise actresses that you think are cool. And that way you don't have to say that you would want to work with them. Oh yeah. Oh God. I'm uh, blanking on names though. 
I'm blanking on names. I, I'm just trying to think about some of the recent stuff I've, I've watched. You know, blanking on names. I cannot. Okay. I cannot give you a name. Uh, supposedly, I'm, I'm about to go shoot something. It's a limited series on Amazon. Supposedly, I'm, I'm working with. Uh, I got a wife who is. They won't. They can't disclose her name. Maybe that'll be the one. Oh, you never know. Um, hey, I like you love. Never it. know. Yeah, I know. You know I think that's, that's, the part. that's the other part. You get a lot of pressure. Let's say it's funny because actors are weird, and you know uh, when <laughs> I still get, I still get nervous. I still get nervous about bigger names and things like that, rather than just doing my job and being human. Um, and it's not fair to them. It's not really, really fair to them. You know, just treat them like everybody else. No one above, no one below. It's just get in there and do your job. So, well, when people, I, people's when, equal, when I was nine, when, I, when, when I was nineteen years old, I was on the set with Sophia Loren, and they said to me, "Soldier, you're not supposed to sit there pining over her face." I just sat there, look. I was mesmerized. I I couldn't do anything. I just looked at her face like a like a like a kid in. I was nineteen, like a kid in love because she was so beautiful. I couldn't stop. It was yeah. difficult. Do you find it difficult working with the beautiful woman? when you're supposed to not you're supposed to dislike her let's put it that way uh, can you be mean to a beautiful I find, woman I, I, find it difficult, I find it difficult disliking pretty much anybody no i mean in the script you know, I, I don't <laughs> no i meant yeah. in the script your script is you're with yeah so I, I, you're with theron yeah, yeah okay yeah. you're doing a, a scene with theron and you have to tell her you hate her guts and she's you'd be mean to her. No, he's an actor. He yeah, but it's it. difficult with some of them because they're really so beautiful. <laughs> you have to well, work double to me, double you know, hard. Have you ever watched have you ever watched okay, let's talk about beauty? So have you ever watched like uh you know Bachelor or Bachelorette? Have you ever yes. watched those shows? I hate them, but yes, I okay, have seen so them. So they're all really watch. attractive until they until they're not. Yes. You know what I mean? They all look great because then they until they open their mouths. Their <laughs> Well, well a character, are they a horrible person? Are they are they too egotistical? So I just you know I have a great imagination, but when, once once I start to work, I work, and then I can I can do whatever the hell I well I, I can I can make it whatever I want for for the period of time. I can I can always I can always suspend who I am for a little bit of time, and then I'll be nice again. I you know, like so it. yeah. But yeah, working right, working yeah. with Sophia at that age, I just, I mean, I didn't have any lines with her, but I was in her so shots and I just kept staring at her and look, I couldn't get my eyes off of her. And, you know, the camera sees that. I'm not, well, although I played a soldier who was supposed to be enamored with her character. So possibly it makes sense. Yeah, all right. Sense. Maybe, maybe. So everybody, follow Steve on Instagram. He's not he's not a huge lover of uh, social media, but follow him anyway at Steve Basic Official. Check out all his things, and especially check out Tubi because we wanted to get tons of views, so people want to like he can distribute it all over the world, and uh, so we want everybody to watch yeah. it. So please check it out, Steve. We want to thank you for coming on the show. We'll be in touch. Uh, congratulations on yeah. everything. Thanks so That's much awesome. for wearing. Thanks for wearing a Jimmy Star shirt. That was really cool. That was I, I like so that. Nice. that was, so uh, that was yes, nice. we're, so. Peace out, dude. Right, Thank you, you so sir. much, and we'll see you soon. Hey, it was a pleasure meeting you. So nice meeting you. Good to meet you guys. Yeah. Bye bye, Bill. Right, bye bye. Boss. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah. bye. Wasn't that awesome? Nice guy. He's so cool. And, I, I just Very, like and he knows his stuff, so he's talented. So I'm sure whatever he does, he does I know, well. He's really good. Well, he's he's not like a schizo nut job like most of them are in the business. No, he's very good. He's he's really and he's just cool. I mean, it was cool when I first met him. You know, well, he, I don't think he's cool. I think he's normal. You know, regular, like a person, but, but a cool person, not a dork. Oh, right, well, not, person. Of course, not, not a, <laughs> is that what cool means? Yeah, cool means. Oh, I cool. thought cool meant hip.
No, they're no, he's cool. Like he's nice, he's friendly, he's well, I thought years ago, cool meant you were a, you were not normal. You were like, oh, man, he's real cool. Oh, no, I don't like that. So we're going to bring on our next guest anyway. So come on in, Stefano. Hopefully he's there. I think he's there. Hey! Yo! Can you see me? Can yes, you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. How are you? I'm better now. I'm so happy to have you here. All right, so now that we can hear you, we're gonna make uh, we're gonna make a good announcement. So, all right, everybody, now we have coming on the Jimmy Star Show. We want to welcome the one and only singer, writer, fabulous performer, Stefano. Hello, and welcome to the show. What's going on, guys? Hey, we're super excited to have you. I know you met Ron, but I got to introduce him. He's my cool, outrageous man about town co-host. Say hi, Ron. Well, say hi. What am I, a puppet? You want to put your hand up my ass and move my mouth? <laughs> I mean, give me a fucking break. Hi, Stefano. Nice to see you again. You know, what am I going to say? <laughs> good to see you. I enjoyed your singing at the party. Thank you. Thank you sang you. good songs, songs from my day. It's Normal. all about the taste. You know, you got to have that song that brings out the essence. Well, it was all it was very normal music. I love the lyrics. I love the songs. They don't write songs like that anymore. And you sing Bruno Mars better than Bruno Mars. <laughs> so okay, that, that that means a lot. He's a he's a bad he's a bad dude. So you know, I know he's um, fabulous. I, yeah, Who, but I'm, I'm, I'm up Mars. there, man. I'm up yeah. there. Bruno Mars. He sang some Bruno Mars songs. Bruno Mars is like a like a really big yeah. One I of the biggest heard, singers in the world. Yeah, you have. Heard, You've heard his songs. You might not know. Ron Ron only like Ron's all about who's that you like? My music? I like everybody. My Johnny Mantis. Yeah, he's my Johnny favorite. Mathis, Peggy Lee. Those you are know, my, those they're my favorite. Because he's 82. I get it. If you don't stop with my age, <laughs> I'm gonna really give you a fucking black eye. <laughs> I really, I really will punch you. So hold on, we have a we have a chat room full of people. Say hi to everybody in the chat room. What's good, everybody? How's everybody doing? They're all doing good, and we have B Claudia is in Germany. Her name is B Claudia. She's like a huge she uh, she she loves all our musical guests. Um, so she's already been telling everybody all about you in the chat room. So say hi to B Claudia. She's in Germany. Hey, Claudia, how you? How are you? I got a little a. If you want me to to go down on a little song right now, I always can. I can always break into song at any moment. Oh, break into song for B Claudia. Oh, for the chat room, yes. Just keep me posted. Oh, you said right now? Just go yeah, for it? Yeah, do, do anything, yes. Yeah, but I want you to know one thing. You sound like you're in a wind tunnel. That's okay. You're not going to sound I? mellow. You're not going to sound mellow. You sound very like you're in a hallway. That's okay. It's okay. Do it. No, do I it. want people to know that this is not going to be his it's real gonna voice. Be, yes, it is going to be his real no, voice. Should I, hey, sh should I get my earphones? Is the earphones going to be oh, better? Oh, get earphones. Get earphones. That'll probably be better. I might have to leave for a second. Okay, leave for a second, and then we'll okay, I'll, be right, I'll be right back. All right, you guys. We, we, this we is want Stefano. we want you to sound your best. Oh, overboard! I'm gonna have him. We're gonna play the video for overboard. Hopefully, we don't get shut off for doing it. But we're and gonna right like now, he it. sounds very tinny. He's fabulous, you guys. So yeah, you guys, he's, he's, let's tell him life. how we met him. So first of all, you guys, I actually have been following Stefano, and he was following me on Twitter for for ever since he was on American Idol. So for many years, and we went to Rhonda Swan's party the other night, and. Uh, for her book signing, she was our guest last week, and Stefano was the entertainment singing, and he was phenomenal, like un unbelievable. And and uh, when I heard his voice, I was like, God, that sounds so familiar. And then I looked at him, I was like, he looks so familiar. And I was like, that's the dude from American Idol. <laughs> and so it was very nice. He's super cool. He was super talented, and he's had um, an amazing career that continues to, to go forward. And right. uh, we were super well, excited um, to meet him. So that – that didn't work out because my wife has my earphones. 
<laughs> That's okay. Play something because we're going to play one of your videos later on. Everybody will see what you sound like then, too. I'm, I'm bummed, man. I can't. I'm so mad. I, I sound like, a, okay, so if you, if you can hear me, if you get, get, a, get a vibe. Oh, so long for this night I pray. That a star no, will guide you my way to share Meet this special day of ribbons in the sky for our love. Yay! So that it was does your... not sound like you. When I heard you, so folks, he sings far better than the sound. It's a very tin, tin, you know, it's a tinny sound. The sound is terrible. I wouldn't, I don't even want you to sing because I don't want people to think they know him already. No, his so voice. that was your audition song, right, for American Idol? No, was it? No, no, no. My audition song was uh, "Heard It Through the Grapevine." Oh, okay. Oh, I bet you're wondering how I knew. <laughs> So you guys, this is Stefano. How you? Uh, first of all, you can follow him on Instagram. It's at Stefano Music. So now I have a uh, question about that, real quick. So how did you come up with the idea to ditch your last name? Um, it was actually, uh, it was actually the record label I was with at the time, Hollywood Records. They they ran it by me. They were like, "What do you think about just Stefano?" And I was like, "You know what? Like, I don't mind it." Just because, you know, the three syllable names, you know, it's Stefano Langoni. I mean, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of <laughs> syllables in there. So like, you know, maybe we'll just break it down. We'll break it down in half and people will figure it out. So um, still, there's some people that still uh, call me by my first and last name, which is, you know, it's it's beautiful no matter what. But I think uh, Stefano is a lot easier for most people. I think it's cool. Now, are you Italian or Spanish? I'm, I'm both. I'm actually half and half. So that Stefano is the Italian half. Stefano yes, is, my father in, is Italian. in Italian. It's Stefano. Yes, in in uh, in Italian it is Stefano. But uh, there's something about Stefano in America that just it's like it's too delicate. You know what I'm saying? There's something about Stefano that just it, <laughs> it <felt> Stefano's <laughs> more Brooklyn. Yeah, it just felt more like me. It's a little it's a little bit more rough around the edges. A little bit more like soulful. Stefano, you know, so we, that's just kind of what I just always went by. I like love it. Okay, so so uh, you're from Kent, Washington, or Bellevue, Washington? Which one? I was born in Bellevue. I went to school in Bellevue, but uh, I grew up in Kent. And and how did you actually get to? So you guys, uh, I don't know if I told everybody. So you guys, he's season ten, American Idol. He came in seventh place. That's the American Idol with uh, Jennifer Lopez, Steven Tyler, and Randy Jackson as the judges. How did you get to American Idol? Like, how did you be like, all right, I'm gonna go like audition for American Idol? Man, it was crazy because um, I had gotten in a severe car accident a year mm -hmm. before I ended up auditioning, and um, I was in a hospital for almost a month. I had uh, plates and screws. I still had plates and screws all over my body, and um, but I survived. And I kind of knew I was here. I, you know, I, I I survived this crash for a reason. And I was kind of just in a weird funk in Washington. You know, college student, barely making rent. Lights flickering on and off every once in a while because you couldn't make all the payments. You know, and it was like, you know what? What the hell am I doing? And um, I was at a random gig night 
in uh, Kirkland. If you, if anybody from Washington, uh, Kirkland is like right. It's like a, a sister city next to Bellevue. So um, I was doing this live night out there, and this random dude that I've never met before, he had sang uh, also. Uh, he was more of like a Frank Sinatra uh, um, impersonator, kind of like would do the whole thing. He was like, hey, man, did you hear about the uh, the uh, uh, San Francisco? They're doing auditions. Now, all my family's from the Bay Area. My dad moved my mother and I up to uh, Washington when the grudge, the grunge Nirvana and all the like yes, came out. Was going on in Washington, Seattle. So he moved up there for that whole movement because he's a musician as well. So anyways, all my family's in the Bay. He was like, yo, uh, they're doing auditions. Let's go to San Francisco. If you drive, I'll pay for the gas. And I was like, deal. Literally <laughs> left like two days later. And no joke, I told, I went home to tell my parents. My parents didn't even believe me. They're like, when are you leaving? I'm like, now. They're like, okay, <laughs> cool. Hit us when you, uh, when you figure it out. Like, you know, hit us later when you're done hallucinating. So, uh, yeah, seriously, called my family from San Francisco after I got through the first auditions and then made it. And um, they were like, you're kidding me. Are you serious? So it's pretty crazy. It's so cool because you know how all the reality shows, because we've had everybody, like uh, tons of them. He's on the one that Lily was on? No, she was on X Factor. Um, So all the the different shows, uh, that's the one that Simon Cowell was the founder, like used to be the judge on Simon Cowell. He was on the Simon Cowell? On the American Idol one. Well, Simon Cowell was on X Factor too, so I guess he was on both. But but we... um, He's supposed to be a jerk. (laughs) So anyway, wait, so... So, uh, you know how they always have like a dramatic thing or whatever. So I remember, I remember in yours, you know, they talked about the car accident and they talked with your parents and how they didn't know if you were going to like live. And it was really a dramatic, you know, thing that, that, that they do on American Idol anyway, but it was such a cool story actually for people to be behind you. Like, Hey, you made it through it. And now you're doing a little bit about the accident. Why was it so severe? Uh, Oh, well, um, first of all, it just, just highlighting like kind of the idol thing. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves about that was it, they made it, you know, TV's beautiful this way. They make it like a sob story. Right, of course. And I don't, I, it wasn't a sob story. It was right. a story of perseverance and like, hey, Coming I'm, out the other I'm side. here. Like, I'm yeah. here. I'm going. Like, you don't need to feel sorry for me. I'm alive. I'm, that's why I'm here. This is why I'm here. I'm doing what I love to do and I want to go and I'm ready to kick ass. Um, and so... But so the crash was so severe. Um, it was a hundred mile an hour impact of a crash. At, and that's what they rated as. They don't know for sure because the driver lost control at over a hundred miles an hour and he fishtailed a bit. And so they, they, from the screeches and the, and the tire marks, they calculated around over six, around 60 miles an hour. I was going 40 up a hill. And where did he hit it you in the back? back? No, no, it was head on. Oh my God! Head on it. Um, and he was wow. drunk. He was oh, um, he was uh, like three times over the legal limit. Um, my leg was shoved into my body. Both arms oh. were absolutely uh, shattered. Um, my head bashed out the uh, uh, my um, driver's side uh, uh, window. I have ten staples in my head. When they got to the crash, they thought I had perished, and there was more chance of life in the other car. Because the driver, when he came and hit me coming down the hill, he I was here and his and his girlfriend was in the other car 
and we hit head on like that. The, the car came around. She went into a coma. Um, she'll, she, she was, uh, brain damaged. I mean, half of her, her terrible head was on the dashboard. I was, um, when they got to the accident, uh, I looked like I was gone. Um, but really what happened, I passed out after looking at my arms. And so when the responders got there, you can only imagine my car looks like something out of a horror film. My whole face is covered in blood because of the cut in my head and I look like a mess. So, um, but they saved me. They got me out of the car and um, they thought it was a lot worse than what it was. I didn't have any internal damage, which was a miracle. They thought I had, uh, you know, punctured lungs and all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, I didn't even have whiplash and um, it was a, it was a miracle. I like I, I think some it's, story. It's, it's really is a good story. And I think, you know, I think well, the moral is don't drive drunk. Don't drive drunk. Yeah, that's terrible. Asshole. So we've and you were in kind of like a controversial season of American Idol because of the P.S. Toscano. Like so Pia Toscano has been on our show a couple of times. She's a lovely, lovely girl. Um, do you keep in touch with any of the American Idol people? I keep in touch with Pia and Casey. OK, because like, you had it. You so, had some really good people in your in oh, your group of people, and uh, Pia, and Pia just, is fabulous. I just saw Haley at a wedding the other day. Like I oh, see cool. him all the time. Um, uh, you know, I con- you know, I connect with different uh, every once in a while. Like Jacob Lusk is in a group right now. He's in the UK. He's killing it. Um, we keep in touch. I I, I kind of just check in on everybody. Um, but P and I, we've done a lot of things together. We did um, a couple things in Vegas together that was sponsored by uh, Caesar's Palace, Pepsi. We've done a couple of really cool things together. And um, and Casey and I, he lives down the street from me. Um, he's my, you know, anytime he wants a good home-cooked meal, he comes over, I cook for him. <laughs> we'll, make, we'll make funny, you know, TikTok videos and bullshit and laugh and you know, get drunk and hang out. Like it's hilarious. So do you, um, so what do you cook? Do you cook Do you cook Italian? Oh yeah. Well, I, I mean, I cook what well, I, I'm a cook, but okay. my specialty, no one wants to come over for anything but the Italian. I always, you know, pasta salad, you know, the whole nine. So I like, like, love it. I think it's fantastic. So I was super excited to see you that night that we like were at the event and that you were singing and I heard the voice and I was like, God, it sounds familiar. And I looked at you and I was like, that's the dude from American Idol. And we've been following each other in social media. I like loved it. Um, so you were on Hollywood records and I think you tour, you've toured with Babyface, right? Yeah. I, I was touring with Babyface for four years. Um, after, so I started with him in 2018 and then, um, I kind of was like, you know what? I experienced so much. I learned so much. I wrote with him. I studied his whole thing. Um, I, you know, I owe him so much just on an intellectual, you know, like level of just music and performance. And, you know, um, he had me, I'm on his album. I worked on TV shows with him. I did, you know, I'm just so grateful for the experience that I was um, able to have on that so, tour. So how did you actually meet Babyface? Who's Babyface? Okay, so Babyface is a huge, huge singer-songwriter. I mean, like, huge. Fr- more from, like, the 90s and early 2000s, yeah, he's like, right? Honestly, he's, like, top five, 
you know, greatest songwriters, American songwriters of all time. Like he's yeah, up there with David Foster and like, yeah, huge. you know, I mean, but he also, but he also can sing and has had like got yes. Grammys and all kinds of stuff of yes. his own. He's phenomenal. What people don't understand is, is he's still getting plaques for, you know, Bruno Mars, Silk Sonic. He was a huge producer for all that stuff. Um, Ariana Grande, Beyonce, uh, Post Malone, you know, Tanash. I mean, it, the list is crazy. People don't know all the things that he does. He he has his hands in everything. Um, That's so funny because we went we went to this really cool uh, right. Valentine's. Why Day. do they call him Babyface? That's his name. But why? Well, a, he has a baby. His face? name, his real name is Kenneth Edmonds, but his. But does he have a baby face? Is yeah, he actually does yeah, have does. a baby face. So that's why um, they call. Well, I like our, our listeners and viewers. They all know. know who Babyface is. Not, not all. Hey, hey, chat room. Do you guys know who Babyface is? Let's see. So we went to this cool party. I'll see what they say. Uh, on um, Valentine's Day in L.A. on Melrose, and and one of the the people that we hung out with was Akon, and I had never met Akon before. He's really cool, and 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 you know he drove up in a Bent, like a Rolls Royce or a Bentley or you know no, it was and, a Rolls. Uh, anyway, he's super duper successful, and and so I I've always listened to Akon, but I didn't know all the other. He's just like Babyface, you know, like he's the one who basically discovered Lady Gaga. Yep. Um, you know, and so you don't know that these people who are superstars they've got their hands in so many phenomenal successful things behind the scenes. Yeah. And so the fact. So how did you actually meet him? I was doing a show and I was hosting a show in Hollywood. Um, in fact, I know in Beverly Hills at, at Sofitel. Um, it's a spot, literally they have a, a jam there. It's across the street from the Beverly Center. And I was there, I was uh, hosting a show, um, live music, live band, um, had no idea he was there. Um, and uh, I was just singing and bullshitting and you know, you saw it, I'm talking shit. And, you know, doing the whole thing. Doing the whole Stefano thing, you know? Um, and uh, all of a sudden, I'm walking off stage, and his MD at the time, um, Nomad, he's like, yo, he's like this, like, Brooklyn, you know, Italian, uh, uh, Cuban dude, like, crazy guy. He was like, yo, hey, Stefano, yo, yo. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> and um, I was, yeah, I was like, hold on, I was with some friends. I'm like, let me entertain this guy for a second. Give me a minute. And literally, he was like, yo, you know baby faces? And I was like, yes. Like, what's up, dude? Like, you know, everybody's drunk. Like, you know, it's like one of those. I'm like, so skeptical. Also, Hollywood, everybody says that they know somebody. They are somebody. You know, yeah. so it's always like, yeah, what's up? What's going on? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yo, baby faces here. You know baby faces? I'm like, yes, I know baby He's like, yo, he likes you, man. He wants you to sing for him. Can you come to the studio? And I was like. I was like, no, I can't come to the studio. I got this thing in Vegas I'm doing this weekend, whatever. I was like, maybe next week. He was like, all right, keep me, I'll, you know, uh, here's my card, whatever. So I ended up hitting them up and they invited me to center stage. And it's like a very, it's like the most famous big, you know, rehearsal studio in, you know, LA. And I went there not knowing what to expect. Babyface was there. Um, and I just sang songs for him. And he was like, can you get on a flight tomorrow? And I was like, uh, yeah. So we had our first show in Memphis. Literally like four days span, five days span. Like didn't even really meet him. Went to a show. And then I was like on a flight to Memphis for our first show. It was pretty crazy. That's just sweet. That's how it happens. I like yeah. love it though. I, I love the fact too that you're like all like grounded and like you're just like a like a normal, you know, guy who well, who, who has it. such a phenomenal let's voice. Let's hear about his wife. Who's your wife? 
My wife is so much better than me. Is she a singer? Uh, is she is she in the business? Yeah, she is. She's she's an actress, dancer. I met her actually on stage. Um, when I met her, she was doing burlesque dancing at the W Hotel in Hollywood. And cool. uh, she, I mean, crazy. I have a video, the actual video of our first meeting, like the first, you know, actual interaction between me and who now is my wife. It's pretty crazy, um, but I was like, "Wait, wait, burlesque dancing? Is that pole dancing?" No, 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 no. no like burlesque, like like Christina Aguilera in the movie. Yeah, Aguilera. yeah, exactly. Oh, it's like so, Chicago, like that, like, like burlesque, Chicago, like you know, like, like, like like Minsky's, know, like Minsky's, Minsky's burlesque. Beautiful costumes and you know the whole thing. Like burlesque, I know, like Minsky's. He's not gonna know Minsky's. You don't know Minsky's. Minsky's, bur- Minsky's was the first burlesque ever. In New York, yeah. years and years ago, and it was called Minsky's Burlesque. And how long have you guys? How long ago did you guys meet? We met six years ago. Good for you! Congratulations, kids, you. children. You. Do you have no. any children? No, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, they're young. He's really young, though. And you have not a career happening. Yeah, well, you have a career. You got to yeah. hang on a little bit. You know, so, and she's she's working her ass off. She's auditions literally like every other day. We're just like keeping our fingers crossed. You never know where it's going to come from, but. At some point, True. you know, we're just like we gotta just keep on going. She's gonna get something any day now. I already know it. And is, um, is she in the is she in the room? No, no, she's out working right now. Because we would have put her on camera. Yes, yeah, so we. I wish. Yeah, we can get her on. So we like love it. Yeah, Why but see, if she got on the camera, I would just have to leave because it's not <laughs> there, you know. So you have a new single called Overboard. Tell us a little bit about it. You just released it like the day that we met you. I think my wife is actually in the video. Oh, cool. So we'll get to see her because we're going to yes, play it for everybody. In the video, so you check that out. Overboard, it's on YouTube. You can check it out. Um, Ho- hopefully they don't throw us off the I, air again. I, I, so we're going we're, we're gonna to try to play it. Don't go anywhere. If they, yeah. Everybody like in the chat room, if the video goes away, that means YouTube flagged us, but stay because once yeah. the video is over, we'll be back. I think this is communism at its worst. <laughs> we're going to play yeah, it, though. Well. We're gonna I play mean, it. you know, censoring us, that's bullshit. It's your video. You gave us permission. Exactly. So we we'll use it. So, so, so tell us a little bit about the song, and then after you tell us a little bit, just announce it, and after you announcement, our fabulous engineer one is going to play it so everybody can see it and hear it. Thanks, um, man. And, and then so, we'll get back. So the song is the first of three songs that I'm releasing for like this summer. It's like my little summer campaign before I work on my album. I have a all live. What you guys saw, that Sinatra, the fedora, the vibes, the strings, and the big horns. Right now, this is kind of like. I'm getting my feet wet. I'm going to throw some songs out um, that I love, that I've written over the years. This is the first one. It's like the real sulky, sultry, sexy vibe um, that I wrote about my wife. We have, uh, she's in the music video. It's really dope. Again, it's really sexy. It's chill. And um, it's one of those bedroom tracks. The next couple tracks aren't like that, but this one's definitely like, it's the vibe. Okay, let's go there. Let's see it. All right, everybody. This is Overboard by Stefano. I'm tripping and I'm waving. You blur my point of view. Decisions go hazy. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. 
Dude, you got some voice, let me tell you. I mean, you really do. Your falsetto is so freaking sick, it's not even funny. That's, that's <laughs> I like, like love it. That's kind of like my the one thing that I got that I don't think anybody else has. And that's kind of my one thing that I like to put in a lot of my songs um, is that falsetto that you Make got the fire. Yeah, what makes me I fucking love I got it. Juice, baby. I absolutely like love it because falsetto is like my favorite thing, and that's the hardest to do, and hardly anybody can do it like that. I mean, a lot of people and try. Jimmy tries. Jimmy, a lot of people try. Jimmy, when, sometime, when Jimmy yes. has when Jimmy has earphones on, there's a song playing. Of course, I can't hear the song. All I hear is Jimmy. <laughs> I thought Jesus Christ. I thought he had a heart attack. No, I thought he was in pain. Something happened. I like love it, bro. Give us a little bit, Jimmy. I like love it. No, I'm not going to give Come you Come on, a give us a little. Let <laughs> yeah, come on, Jimmy, a little bit. Come Wait, on, I, want, I want you to hear Jimmy's here, I'm going to, I'll put it on TikTok. <laughs> no, no, no. Give me no, some no, full, Stop on, it. So I have a question. So what is your, is your, is your wife Italian or Latin? No, no. You think she's, you know what? It's an interesting story. She's very beautiful. Uh, Ask her. We, we don't really know. Oh, really? Okay. You know what? And I try to just, I'm, I'm being chill about it, you know, but, uh, you know, grandpa and grandma and the whole thing, you know, um, they're very secretive, you know, I don't, uh, they were in some societies, you know, they were like, they were like a little close to the mob and stuff. So I don't, you know, okay. I try to just keep my, I don't ask too many questions, Jimmy, you know, I'm not trying to get. I just, hey, I love, I love your daughter, your granddaughter. You know, you, you don't gotta tell me nothing else. That's yeah, see, Ron, Ron, Ron has that kind of a background too, so he knows all those people too. So okay, okay, we'll go you with that. She, she's gorgeous. She's absolutely. Where's she from? Where's she from? She's from Florida. But where is she from originally? She's from Florida. She she was born and raised in Florida. Well, her family has can't be from Florida. Yeah, her family uh, is actually from New York. Yeah, where? Um, I believe Buffalo. Uh, oh. They call her grandfather uh, Buffalo Bill. Okay, so different, um, different, different people than I. I know everybody from the boroughs. Her, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? One of the first times that I met her grandparents. This is a true story. I'm cooking. I was cooking for the whole family. I was doing my sauce, you know, my red sauce, making a bunch of food, and I was like, Grandma, you know. We don't know much, but like I brought up some things and, and I go, who, you know, where did this Buffalo Bill thing come from? Like, what, where did this, you know, uh, name come from? And she goes, you know, she started cracking up and she goes, you know, they, they're really good people. They just did bad things. <laughs> At least and I was like, uh, Grandma, excuse me? What, did you, uh, <laughs> you that what is going on here? No, it was hilarious. But hey, at least she didn't say he was related to like the Silence of the Lamp story. No, no, no. no. <laughs> okay, so here's some hypothetical questions for you. So you've already toured with Babyface. If you were gonna go, uh, if you were gonna go on tour, and you could go on tour with anybody ever, living or dead, who would you want to go on tour with? Woo! Man, that's a great question. Um. Okay. With a whole symphony, a whole band like it that. Could be anything I mean, you want. It could be anybody you like, want. Would it, could, whatever happened to Madonna? Does anybody give a damn about her anymore? Well, he wouldn't because he's an R and B yeah, singer. I, I mean, 
Honestly, it for me, it's like a mix. It'd be like Frank Sinatra, like, you know, um Bobby Darren, the Frankie Valleys of the world, like that. And then on the flip side, somebody like, you know, when I grow grew up, it was like Usher was like somebody that was yeah. like, wow, like what an incredible performer, what an amazing um, you know, Michael Buble, you know, I love Michael these Buble. guys that use use the music i mean you know use the symphonies and the and the 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 textures of like the sounds and like not just up there singing the tracks and shit but like you know i love that i love the the presentation is so important to me but like justin timberlake or i mean there's so many great people out there you know and um i think i'm gonna i think in the next year or so i'm gonna be on one of those tours absolutely so we actually uh um, we've had like Earth, Wind, and Fire. We've had Cool in the Gang. We've had some really great, you know, people. I mean, they're a little bit older for you because you're young. We had Chicago. We had Chicago. Um, These are groups we had that Sa- I Saida had Garrett. My, we had some really cool, from my you day. know, singers. And you could also go though. You do. You consider yourself really like R and B kind of like, don't you? Well, for your own music, your R and B. Yeah, it's like an R and B vibe. But honestly, like. Wait till the next couple songs. Like this was the this overboard was very like R and B driven. I mean that's that like babyface. You know that's those influences. Um, yeah. The next couple songs are a lot more pop, big sound, lots of cool different instruments, um, and uh, it's gonna throw you a curve. So I'm really excited about it, and it's a good precursor to kind of like the intro to the next thing. You know, and um, but the great thing about what I do and what I love all music. I love I'm not pigeonholed into anything. I could do it all. I could sing like what you guys saw the other night. I could sing Silk Sonic. I could sing Frank Sinatra. I could sing Prince. I could sing, you know, I love all of it. And um, I love expressing myself in those ways. So this is kind of like my R&B pop thing. I'm getting it out of the way this summer. I'm having fun. I'm doing these music videos, which is super cool. And then now I'm going to pivot into like, again, that live strings, the horns, the vibe, the whole presentation, you know, the fedora, the soup, the Sinatra. I love that. Ron loves that too. So, yeah, I'm excited. There was no music like the music from then. I mean, I know. Glenn, Glenn Mello or any of those musicians were wonderful. Uh, today, it's it's a lot of noise. You it's know, a lot of noise. I, I, I find yeah. it's a lot of noise. I agree. Um, I agree with you. So when you were on American Idol, then what was out of the, the songs that you sang? What was your favorite one? Mm, that's a great question. Um, I think it would have to be um, "Lately" by Stevie Wonder. Yeah, that's my favorite. Um, if you don't know me by now, you know that one. Yeah, that well, I I know if the simply know I know the simply red now. version. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fabulous. Um, I, would, I would sing it lower. <laughs> I yeah. never go up there. <laughs> you can't know. If you don't know me by now, yeah. croon, croon it out. I like love it. Or um, the the wild card song. Um uh the uh um what is it? I need you now. Yeah. By Smokey Norfolk. I think that one. I don't think anybody had really sang like a true gospel song on Idol ever before, other than like the, you know, very, I think part of my French, but like more played out 
songs that are right. like, but like also gospel. So like, because I didn't and... actually even know that. I can remember that I didn't even yeah. know that song. I didn't even know what that song was. What yeah, song? very few people do. I mean, it's it's more of definitely what, like what, what song? What song? What's the name of the song called, again? I need you now by Smokey Norfolk. It's a very very gospely, real church song. I mean, it's church song, and it's one of the songs that I listened to when I got in the accident. It was one of those songs that a friend had shown me when, you know, I was in a wheelchair, like, you know, and, you know, God, my faith and music like that was something that, I mean, music like that, music like, I remember really when I was in the accident, Bob Marley feeling good. And back then I was like smoking weed. I was like, started smoking weed when I was like in a wheelchair. I'm like, damn, this is pretty fun. I was like listening to Bob Marley, like Bob Marley, gospel music. And like, you know, my parents playing like Sade and like very, like very cool. Just I love like Sade. Ease music, like all just very like relaxing, cool. Um, but like definitely some of the gospel music I Need You Now was a song that was very, very marquee song for me. And just like getting through that time. And uh, when they asked me for the wild card, hey, what song would you do? That was one of the songs that I sang um, during Hollywood week and they didn't air it. So I was like, cool. oh, okay, okay. Let me sing that one. Like, you guys didn't air it. Like, let me sing it. And uh, it all worked out. So I want to tell everybody, oh, too, you guys can wait, go wait. to, hang on, go to StefanoMusic.com because he's got a bunch of music videos on his website that you can see. I don't know if they're on YouTube also, but it's easy to find all of them in, right right there yeah, on his website. Right go ahead. Yep. I, I'm, I'm not getting it. Did you win this show? That was no, he called? came in seventh place. Oh, I seven. came in, Ron, I came in lucky number seven. Okay, Jennifer Hudson came in seventh place, so I on like her, I would like to throw season. that in there. You oh, know? so Je Jennifer Hudson was in the show with you? No, a different season. Different season. <laughs> Ron didn't watch the show. I, I watched. I, hate those I watched shows. it religiously. I you know, hate you're hurting my feelings, man. You, <laughs> no, you know, you know why I hate that show, and I can't I mean, get into I'm names. Honest. A very good friend of mine who I love and you know, adore. That's X Factor. I know. <laughs> a friend of mine who I love and adore should have won. Because her voice is incredible, but she wouldn't fuck one of the guys on the board, and I he threw that. her off, and that's why I hate those shows. He wanted to bang her, she said no, and she lost. And this woman today has a voice that came from heaven. I won't give her name, but she is fabulous. We've had though a ton of American Idol contestants, and like Nikki McKibben back in the day was been on several times. Justin Guarini's been on. Yeah. Um, uh, I've always like loved all the seasons. I don't actually watch it now. I, now I really just watch. I like to watch the auditions because I like to see people audition. Well, um, I mean, like in the voice, I watch the audition, but it's not the same as it was back then. No. You know, it's just not the same show uh, people, as it was. When people ask me if they should do it, I usually say no. And I only say that because especially if they're young, especially if they really have something to give those types of shows are takers um they don't give you much they take and absolutely i think a lot, of, think a lot yeah. of hollywood is like that and um you know i'm very 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 grateful to still be in hollywood doing what i love to do that's all i've ever done since i got off idol and I'm, i've been very lucky but you got to think there have been how many seasons now? 20 seasons or however many top tens. Okay, let's, let's just throw out 150. You maybe know, you can maybe throw out five of them. I'm not in that either. 
but the, you maybe throw out five of them and uh, most of them, 90% of them, 95% of them all went back home. They all, yes. they're all doing other things. Not everybody's still in music. So it's something that, you know, when you go on those, you're right at bushy tailed and just want to give your art, want to go out there and spread your music. And, you know, now it's a different time. You can use social media. When I got on it, social media was just coming in. So it was right. very difficult to like really? break through. I, I think those shows are very opportunist and very, very sad because they, they are. These, these people, most of them are, are, are auditioning and the rejection is terrible to be yeah. publicly rejected. Oh, hang on. We got to go though. We got to go. So real quick, I was going to say the only ones I really still, you know, that I follow cause I follow everybody in social, like Pia Toscano and Catherine, who obviously she married David Foster, you know, Kelly Clarkson. I mean, there's a, only a handful of them that you can really uh, clay Aiken once in a while. I mean, there just aren't that many of them. So I'm happy that you're still around. We're happy you came on the show. Let me know when you release the new music. I got some I projects will. for you. I want to talk about soon. We want to, uh, and we want to thank you for coming on the show and wish you and your wife the best yes. of everything. Yeah. And looking forward to hearing you sing Frank Sinatra. Hey, you'll hear it. You'll hear you it. Can't wait. I enjoyed it at, at, uh, what's the face? Rhonda's part? party. Rhonda's so. party. Rhonda, yeah. I said to Jimmy, thank God there's decent music here. Yeah, we all loved it. I loved it. But I think you sang Bruno Mars better than Bruno Mars, but we got to no, go all the singing, All the singing was good. I, I Usually they have crappy, crappy music. And, and we'll give props to your keyboard player. He was good, too. I will. Yeah. I will, man. All right. Thank, thank you, you so much. So much. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. See you guys. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for Ciao, tuning Bella. in. Hope you loved our guest today. We had yeah. a great time with both of them, Steve Basic and Stefano. Juan, our engineer, thank you so much. Chat room, thank you. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Keep it high. So in the mix, yeah, we in the mix, it's another episode, here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities, make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly, Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool, Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude, chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, come and watch it live on W4CY Radio, miss some past episodes, download on iTunes, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, it's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell.